0: Hello everyone and welcome to 411 College Football. You're 411 for all of your college football needs and information. My name is John and I'm here with our wonderful lovely co-host Carter. Carter, how are you? Good, John. How are you doing? I am really good. How's life? You know, it's going pretty good. good. Can't complain. Okay, you know what? That is a good way to live. Are you ready for college football to start up here in less than 50 days now? I cannot wait. There's a few things I look forward to more than college football. You and me both. And, you know, I couldn't be more excited that we're opening up this season with Navy and Notre Dame in Ireland. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's going to be such an awesome game. Such a
1: great way to to start it off.
0: Absolutely. In Dublin. In Dublin. um, Let me ask you, if you had to pick who you thought was going to win, who would you put your money on? Uh, Notre Dame no question. Okay. But I'm glad yeah. we're on the same page. I think most people yes, agree <laughs> with me on that one. Because yeah. I don't think I don't think Navy has what it takes to beat Notre Dame. Now, I could be wrong about that. They've had some close games in the past. But right. We'll 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 see. I think that Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman have got a got a good thing running, especially with uh, Hartman now as their quarterback. So, yeah, who just transferred over. Yeah. That's uh
1: Remind me where he's coming from again.
0: He is coming from Wake Forest. This is, I believe, okay. this is his grad transfer. This yeah, is his last year. Because mm-hmm.
1: I remember um, him here he, he uh, he's transferring over. He mentioned that he wanted to be at Notre Dame so he could just get more. Just it would be better for the NFL. So I think that's a, a positive, positive thing for Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, I think Notre Dame's worst nightmare right now is that he's a system quarterback and he's not going to be able to just plug and play like they need. I think Navy is a perfect game for them to kind of figure out how to get things rolling. Of course they have fall camp coming up as with most teams here in the next couple of weeks. But um, I think that having that opportunity to play Navy will be a good chance for them to kind of see how well they all mesh together. I hope Notre Dame does well. I'm one of those people. I think Notre Dame will do well this season. Um, yeah. I'd like to see Notre Dame do well, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, see, so they're starting out the preseason rankings in the top ten. It's yeah. Like Sports Illustrated, they're at number nine.
0: Yeah, so. we'll see. We'll see. However, at the same time, this is also Notre Dame. And I can't remember where they started last preseason, but it was not quite as high as that, and they didn't end quite as high as that. They kind of had that rough start losing to Marshall yeah. and everything. Yeah, but... yep.
1: They do do that quite a bit. I feel like every year they start high, lose a couple, mm-hmm. and they, then they regain their footing. So Yeah, I totally agree. We'll see. They need
0: Rudy back is what they need. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to see Rudy go back. Yes, that we, we would. would. Who knows? Maybe maybe he's in the coaching world now. I don't know it what he's doing these days. but Yeah. Well, let's talk college football news. Because there's been a lot of it in the past couple of weeks, you know, especially as – we're just starting to get this podcast up and running. But mm-hmm. first and foremost, let's talk about Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald. How much have you been keeping up with what happened there? Uh quite a bit.
1: That's a fairly unfortunate um I don't know if incidents the right word, but just what's going on over there. You hate to see
0: it absolutely is. You know, especially yeah. where you have Pat Fitzgerald who is probably the best player to come out of Northwestern that I can think of off the top of my head, but also the best right. coach that they've ever had to kind of go out in this fashion is very unfortunate for Northwestern and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially right out of... I mean, he's he's only a couple years into his contract, which his contract's like 10 years or something like that. Something
0: like that. Because yeah. I think they just extended it not too long ago, but... Right. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Did they say who their interim head coach was going to be? I know it is one of the assistant coaches. I can't remember his
1: name right off the bat.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. It looks like. Sorry, David Braun. Yeah, they're they're their head coordinator. Yeah. So he's their interim head coach. Let me ask you this: Do you think he's going to stick around? Do you think Northwestern will keep him around if he does well, or do you think they're As soon as they get the chance, they're going to clean house and call it.
1: You know, as head coach, I saw something the other day about Northwestern talking to Ed Orgeron over at LSU if he would be interested. I don't know how how reliable or set that is, but I think if they have an opportunity to get a bigger name coach, I think they would do that. No matter how I mean, I guess yeah. it would matter how well they do this year, yeah. yeah i don't know i would I'd probably bank on the side that they'll probably try to to get someone new and keep him at d c just because I don't see northwestern having a
0: a crazy good year, yeah, <laughs> especially well, starting the season off like this, well, especially starting the season off like this, I think already they were projected to be. Fairly low in the Big Ten and nationally, mm-hmm. of course. But, right. yeah, we'll see. This kind of puts a whole damper on that entire situation. Just makes it that much worse. Yeah. Um, but I pulled up the Sports Illustrated article with Ed Ordron And it looks like he has said that he would be interested about it. But I don't know if Northwestern has talked to him about it yet. Yeah, okay. But it yeah. would be really interesting, I think, for Ed Ordron to get that. Especially because, you know, on one hand, Ed Ordron he won the 20, what was it, 2017 or 2019 National Championship? Uh, I think I it, it was 19. Because it was 19? I think
1: that was the year before COVID.
0: Yes, you're right. You were correct. Uh, 2019, he won the National Championship with LSU with mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, who yep. honestly might be one of the best players to come out in the past decade of college football. Um, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, he also had all these other allegations against him. Mm-hmm. So, it would be interesting for Northwestern, especially where Northwestern academically is a very prestigious school and it's hard to get into. So, it would make for an interesting dynamic for him to be there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it would be definitely
1: interesting to see what plays out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I also read earlier, I think just today, that eight former players from Northwestern have secured attorneys for a lawsuit. Uh, against the school for physical, emotional, and sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me.
1: Yeah, so I think I saw the same thing, that one of them actually, I think, has filed a lawsuit.
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: right A former football player, so let's see.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that makes me wonder is because he became head coach in 2006 after Randy Walker, I believe, was passed away. How long has this been happening? Because 2006, that was what? Uh, 14 years ago?
1: That was...
0: 17 years ago. 17, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm aging myself. Um, <laughs> 17 years ago. It makes you wonder how long this has been happening. Is this a fairly yeah. recent thing in the past couple of years? Or you know what happened? Because right. something like that doesn't just happen in one year and get this bad. Especially she it's eight former players for Northwestern. Right. And I would, I don't know, I'm
1: I'm cautious with, you know, allegations usually. But mm-hmm. the fact that you have so many players and also former players, I think yeah. that, I don't know, I think there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I also read uh, a tweet recently from a current player there. Um, and it was kind of interesting, but he said something along the lines of that firing him was the worst thing that they could have done, which I also thought was interesting, because at the same time, he didn't um, – what's the word I'm looking for? He didn't try to put off the allegations. He didn't say anything about them being false or anything like that. Right. Um, but he did say that firing Packets Gerald was a mistake that the university – one of the biggest mistakes that the university could make,
1: mm-hmm. which I think
0: is interesting, because it kind of shows you – two different sides of the same coin. If we're talking uh, kind of relating back to Ed Orgeron, on one hand, he's a really good player. He was a really good player. And he's a great coach for a lot right. of it. Um, but at the same time, you can't have hazing allegations. That that doesn't work. Yeah. It, was,
1: it doesn't matter how good you played If you're yeah. allowing stuff to happen, then... I don't know, because I know that's definitely the... You know, hazing is you know, sometimes the culture of that. But if you get a guy who's in, who's not used to that, then it kind of, from what I've heard, obviously I've, I've never been on a, a college football team, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not sure what it's like, but just when I've heard of from former players, you know, that's kind of the the culture. But if you yeah. have multiple players, then again, just the, the multiple players coming forward that uh, mm-hmm. I think that adds a little bit more
0: credibility. So yeah. Well, another has, thing I think is. Sorry, go. Oh, no, go ahead.
1: I, would I was going to say, just well, say <laughs> we can cut this out
0: after you. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: has Has Pat Fitzgerald said anything about this at all? Like, has he denied anything? Or, I mean, he's been pretty um, silent.
0: I think. I recall that reading that he didn't know about it, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he actually said that or if it was just a. He might have not known about it, kind of thing. Yeah, right. Um, I'm just looking it up, and I see here on CBS News that the first lawsuit has been filed, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't recall if he claimed to know or what, like anything like that. But I remember reading that it was possible that he didn't know about it, which is still a bad thing in any football program. It it right. leads into what I call the Larry Scott paradox. You know, Larry Scott, the infamous commi- past commissioner of the Pac-12 um, mm-hmm. and in regards to their Comcast deal. You kind of have this bad situation where it's like, okay, the Pac-12 and Larry Scott overpaid Comcast. Yes. Or underpaid Comcast. Comcast overpaid them. There we go. That, that was deal. Mm-hmm. And if you're Larry Scott and you say, yeah, I knew about this then it's like, well, why didn't you do anything about it? Now we're yeah. in the salt water, and you didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So what gives? But right. on the other hand, if he says, well, I didn't know about it, then it becomes a battle of, well, you should have known about it. That's your job. Yeah. You know? So it kind of leads you into the, there's no good option here. So if Pat Fitzgerald did know about the hazing, why didn't he do anything about it? If he didn't know about the hazing, why not he should have you know right. that's something that yeah. should have that, that he should be overseeing and should be able to deal with
1: yeah he's just in a lose lose situation right now like you yeah. said regardless regardless he's going to be looked to as the the person at fault and mm-hmm. we're just going to hope for the best and see how it plays out yeah
0: you know and i personally i can't imagine him getting another coaching job somewhere else after this right um just because even reading i don't think we should go over what happened in said hazing but i have them included in this uh thing that we're reading off of that i sent you I, it's pretty horrible yeah it's, so it's fairly disgusting if yeah. you ask me. So I don't I don't think that he will find another coaching job at least for a while. Maybe maybe we're wrong, you know. People can change, yeah. but uh, that that would be a hard hard change. Yeah. And even if
1: I mean I if he did know, I'm sure he's regrets and stuff, but I have a hard time thinking
0: that a a college is going to rehire him just mm-hmm. because he's sorry, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And like we talked about, where that's so ingrained in the culture of a program, it's really hard to change a culture, you know, which I think goes back to kind of what we already talked about, where I think Northwestern will do a big sweep with a lot of the coaching staff to completely overhaul the culture. But it's Mm -hmm. also hard, I feel like, I feel like it would be, I can't speak to this because I'm not a coach, I feel like it would be really hard to change the culture that follows you. You know, if I don't think you can necessarily transplant Pat Fitzgerald to a new program and be like, okay, now it's a new culture that you haven't experienced before, you know? Yeah. So. No,
1: yeah, I think he's,
0: he's in some deep water. mm -hmm, He is. It'll be interesting to see what Northwestern does with that, because of course they have these lawsuits. I would imagine that Northwestern will just take them. I can't imagine they'll fight them. Um, Yeah. I'm not a yeah, lawyer, you,
1: you gotta feel bad for the players too, because they absolutely they're well for the ones that I happen to that sucks in and of itself, but also the the new players come in and who have nothing to do with it. their season is gonna be kind of just the mm-hmm. that's gonna be looming overhead is what's yeah. been going on, and they're now a part of that, so,
0: so I was just reading a little bit earlier, I think they've already started to see some transfers out of the program, which I don't mm-hmm. think anybody is surprised by. No, um, no. I can't remember who it was, but... I think it was that one of their linebackers. Yeah. One of their linebackers started it. Um, but they also had a four-star signee, uh, who might have been that same linebacker that is also now transferring out. So it'll, mm-hmm. it'll be hard for Northwestern to come back from this as a program and, you know, as a team... And Pat Fitzgerald. That's just... It's a big taint. Yeah. On their school or big blemish. So, yeah. Yep. Four-star linebacker, uh, Glover. Okay. Yeah. That's for me as Dan. Yeah. And Glover. So, and I would imagine there probably will be more to come just by virtue of... I think everybody kind of wants to get away from that. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah. Um. That's, for Pat Fitzgerald, I don't know much else that we can discuss there. Um, but recently, just yesterday, actually, which is, I guess, dates when we recorded this, uh, Texas and Oklahoma have decided to bring back the name Red River, Red River Rivalry instead of Red yes, River yeah. Showdown, which mm-hmm. I think is great because I don't think anybody's ever called it the Red River Showdown. Yeah, that's I agree. Red right. River Rivalry is much better. I agree. And, you know, I think that was one of the nicknames that floated around for it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always just referred to it as the Red River game or the Red River shootout, which was its yeah. past name before um, they changed it due to some connotations of the shootout. But um, So I'm happy that it's Red River rivalry. I think that's a good branding move. And I think now it is sponsored by Allstate. I believe I could. Be I think you that. were right. Um, that, yeah. So, which will also be fun. Now it's a sponsored rivalry. Oh, it's not just AT and T. I think is what AT and T. AT and T. Is that that game going to be played at AT and T Stadium? It might be. In the past, it's been played at the old Cotton Bowl, like the original one in Dallas. Okay. Um, so I don't know if they'll still continue to play it there, or if they will play it at AT and T. If it's sponsored by AT and T. I would say there's probably a good chance that they played at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Yeah, but right. we'll see. So either way though, it's it's fun that now it's a sponsored rivalry instead of just being a game that is, you know. A rivalry. It's uh an actual mm-hmm. one people can Yeah.
1: We're gonna get a lot more a lot more eyes and stuff like
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it'll be fun because where Texas and Oklahoma are both moving to the SEC next conference, they'll be able to keep Mm -hmm. that, um, especially where, unlike the Big 12, the SEC does play with Rivalry Week in Week 13 and stuff like that. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. You know, we get the Red River Rivalry up there with the Iron Bull, the Egg Mm Bull. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. So, Speaking of rivalries, did you hear about Mark Gundy and his comments in regards to Bedlam with Oklahoma State and Oklahoma? I don't think I did. So for Big 12 media days, um, they were interviewing Mike Gundy, head coach of Oklahoma State, and they Mm -hmm. asked him about how he felt about that Bedlam rivalry between Oklahoma State and Oklahoma coming to an end for the foreseeable future. I would imagine at some point down the road, they will end up playing again because that's the nature of football. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that at some point they will. And then an infinite amount of time, everything will happen. So, yes. um, but essentially Mike Gundy, it was kind of interesting because he kind of got a little bit um, petty about it. And mm-hmm. when he decided he would make comments like when Oklahoma decided to leave the S- early for the SEC, they decided to leave Bedlam behind. And it was just kind of interesting how he decided to approach that. from a head coaching standpoint um yeah it was just interesting something that we can probably talk about another day some more but it was interesting big 12 media days as a whole was very interesting uh, especially with brett yormark and some of his comments but that's media days for you yes it is so yeah it's a a rivalry it definitely is
1: yeah a lot of good games in that rivalry Mm -hmm.
0: for sure well, moving on from news, because um, unless you have any news that you wanted to cover, I should ask that. Um, no, really. The only thing was the um, Pat
1: Fitzgerald, the the lawsuits mm-hmm. being filed against him. That was really the only mostly yeah. notable thing I saw. So,
0: Absolutely. And it's yeah. really taken all of college football by storm right now. Yes, it has, unfortunately. So. Well, I wanted to move on because... On our Instagram page, uh, 411.cfb41 college, fo- college football, uh, we posted about some preseason rankings for the SEC. Now, what I should do in the future is I should probably consult you about this and so we can come up with it together. But because I was just trying to get stuff out, I didn't. Yeah, so I kind of want to play a game where we compare where you would put programs with where okay. I have them on there. So I want to start with the SEC and divide them into top tier, top middle tier, middle tier, middle bottom tier, and bottom tier. And I want to start with Alabama, and where mm. you would place them in that system. Hmm. Uh, so, Bama, we still don't have any news on who their quarterback is yet, do we? We do not. Do not which is I kind like, of what I played into for top middle tier yep. because mm-hmm. not having a starting quarterback is a little bit iffy. Yeah, I agree. I
1: think, I think Bama is good there in that top mid-tier. Mm-hmm. I think they'll
0: definitely get it figured out because of Alabama, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I mean, it's Alabama and Nick Saban. Does it, does it get much better than that? It doesn't. They're, they're always, even on their bad years like last year, Still good, (laughs) yeah. I mean, when you're Alabama, when you're Alabama and two losses is a bad season. I mean, yeah, how many programs out there would kill to have two losses in a season and call that a bad season? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Alabama, what about Arkansas? Arkansas, they return Arkansas. K.J. Jefferson coming back. K.J. Jefferson. Did I forget to place Arkansas? I definitely forgot to place you Arkansas. You definitely did. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I so think well.
1: Arkansas... I'd put them at mid-tier. I think K.J. Jefferson is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how well they're going to do in terms of just SEC standings. The yeah. powerhouses like Georgia and Tennessee and them uh, yeah. but i definitely don't think they're they're gonna
0: be horrible i expect to see them in a in a bowl game this year so mm-hmm. i agree i agree i think that arkansas will be a very probably a very middle of the pack kind of team i can't imagine them yeah. losing the sec but i also can't really imagine them winning it so no definitely yeah i they're definitely don't see them winning it but mm-hmm. i definitely think they're gonna do better than vandy and missouri yes for sure. So what about Auburn? They're in an interesting situation where they have Hugh Freeze, who just came from Liberty, um, mm-hmm. and they're kind of all over the place. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think Auburn... I think they are going to... I like where are mid to bottom tier. Maybe mid-tier. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I think it's been a while since they've had – I mean, the last time I can really think of Auburn being a powerhouse was, you know, back at the Cam Newton days, really. Yeah. That's when – and they – I mean, they haven't been horrible, definitely a lot better than other teams out there. But, again, Mm -hmm. kind of in the same situation as Arkansas, where they're in the powerhouse of the SEC, where most of the SEC recruits players are going to those Georgia's and LSU's. I just – I don't see Bam or Auburn doing anything crazy this year.
0: I agree. I agree. I think it'll be a good year for rebuilding for Hugh Freeze to mm-hmm. kind of get his feet under him again. It's also interesting considering he's played in the SEC before, or I guess coached in the SEC before, because I believe before at Liberty he was at Ole Miss before he got let go for some of the scandals. But mm-hmm. I can't recall. That might be incorrect. So – All right. Another interesting one with Florida, where they had Anthony Richardson last year, who was, by most accounts, really, really good. Mm -hmm. And now they have Graham Burns from Wisconsin. Yep. And I don't think anybody really knows how that's going to look. What do you think? Yeah, I think there is a little
1: bit of, like you said, we don't really know. I think Mm -hmm. Florida will surprise some people this year. I think they hmm. will be in that top to mid tier. Um I could be completely wrong, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like I like the the guy from Wisconsin. I think he he'll surprise us. It might take a little bit for him to get the hang of things, but um yeah. I think uh will hot take, I think they'll beat Utah. Okay. At Utah, which is Probably a, a horrible prediction, but
0: I. Hey, uh, this is this is called football. You never know what is going to happen. That's part of the beauty of it all. yep So Utah is also an interesting case because their quarterback Cam Rising sounds like he might be out for the first couple of weeks, which we can cover in the future. But that'll know. be an is interesting it, game. Is it that ACL? That's what it looks like. Gotcha. So, I think we'll, he's.
1: A, I think we'll he still rocked from that hit in the Pac-12 championship.
0: Oh yes, the one where he lost to Solomon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that a dude. Big I was hit.
1: I was at that game. Okay. And down down in Vegas at Allegiant, and the Oof. just it was something else to see that hit in person. Just yeah, the, the whole stadium was just like, you know, there was the initial like, oh,
0: but then just it was just like silent get like it, it was, yeah, it was so crazy. I was surprised that he didn't get like a major concussion or anything like that. He just kind of bounced back up and yep, kept just, playing, which was yep. great. But mm-hmm. man, that was a hit. Yeah, it was. But yes, yeah, we'll was. see. We'll see. Florida and Utah will both be in interesting, precarious situations to start the season. So it'll be interesting when we come to review that game. Yeah. Um, okay, going, moving on to an. To a team, I think most people agree on Georgia. Georgia, what do you think about yeah. them? Um, I know
1: Georgia. We don't have that. Uh, Stetson Bennett. There, yes, yeah, Stetson Bennett's gone. We don't have a quarterback decision quite yet. Mm-hmm. But again, kind of with Alabama too. It's Georgia. No, yeah. they've got they've got a strong defense again this year. I think Georgia will yeah. Georgia will be in that top tier of uh, the SEC. And I if I had to put money on it, I would bet that they win it
0: again. You think they'll three-peat? I think they will. That, that I think, correct me if I'm wrong, would they be the first team to threepeat the e- national championship? Yes. I believe so. I'm going to look this up real quick. Three-peat oh. national Championship called for.
1: Oh, sorry. No, 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 not not national championship. I just meant like they'll win the SEC.
0: Okay. That yeah. I 100% yeah. agree with. That. I think Georgia will take the, the SEC. Mm-hmm. I agree. But the national championship, it'll be interesting because there are a lot of interesting teams coming up this season. Um, Michigan, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, mm-hmm. but also Ohio State and some of those other teams that have been consistently good as well. So we'll right. see. All right, um, Kentucky, their team that's kind of been in the middle of the pack for a while now. What do you think is going to happen with them?
1: Um, well, with them just losing Will Levis, yeah, I think that will. I don't know. He was, he was the kind of the the bread and butter of that team. I think they'll be at the mid to bottom tier. I wouldn't put them at bottom, but mm-hmm. I don't know
0: if I'm saw on them being at mid, but I don't know. Yeah, Kentucky surprised me. It'll be it'll be interesting for Kentucky because they lost Will Levis, but they also brought in Devin Leary from North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting, kind of like we talked about with Notre Dame. How well does he just connect and mesh in? I think it'll take a game or two, and then we'll kind of get an answer to that. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Who do they start with?
1: Who is there? Let's
0: Who is see. Their, um opening game looks like their opening game is against ball state from the MAC. they should win that one i yeah, yeah i expect they will win that so and then they have eastern kentucky and then akron and then vanderbilt so they have four pretty simple and easy games lined yeah, up in a row That you could i could see them starting out four and yeah i think a lot and, of people uh, could yeah after that, though, then they move into Florida and Georgia, and that might be yeah. a little more rough. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Kentucky surprised people in the past, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will. So, Kentucky, what about LSU? LSU. This is their second year now with um, Brian Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that – oh, was it Jaden Daniels said he's coming back? Uh the QB?
1: Yes. Yeah, because I just saw something about him mm-hmm. talking about the offense. Yeah. How um, saying that he doesn't think anyone in the SEC can stop him, but he's also the quarterback of that team, and he has to say that. So that is
0: not <laughs> wrong.
1: So yeah. LSU, I think LSU. I like them in that top to mid tier. I don't. Okay. See them winning it. Um, I agree. I think they get beat out in the rankings by Bama and Tennessee. And of course Georgia. Yeah. But Yeah, um, we'll see.
0: I can definitely yeah. see LSU ending somewhere around four or five in the SEC. Yeah, agreed. So, However, because they're in the SEC West, I can also see them playing in the SEC championship again. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, to see could. a Georgia-LSU rematch. Yeah, like I'll be all this for season. that. I agree. That was a fun game. Yeah. So Mississippi State, they're kind of a sad story because they lost Mike Leach uh, just before yes. their bowl game. Mm-hmm. How do you think they're going to do this coming season?
1: Mississippi State. Yeah, I – just because I haven't done enough research on them so far this season, mm-hmm. I, I would – Go with that mid to bottom tier. Um, they're going to be starting off with a new coach, obviously with Mike Leach no longer uh, with us. Mm-hmm. So we'll, uh, yeah, it's a safe bet. I do that mid to
0: bottom tier. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it'll take some time for them to build back up to where they were um, mm-hmm. in past seasons, but um, Missouri. Missouri – They're going to win national, <laughs> Missouri <laughs> national champion. Missouri national champions. I would be a – That would be the shock. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say about that. I wouldn't put my money on that. Um, I'd just pass away. I, I honestly probably would. If Missouri somehow wins it all, I will transfer universities and go to Missouri, I guess. <laughs> yep, I'd, I'd but, be with you. So, but how do you think they're going to do this season? They were kind of interesting last season because they had some games where they did pretty well. Uh, and if mm-hmm. you'll recall the Missouri Georgia game, they were beating Georgia for a good chunk of the time. Yeah, until Georgia came back to win it, of course. But right. Missouri also, what was their final um, win? Was it four seven? Let's see. I got the their final record. record right now. Let me check quick. Okay, they ended six and seven. Six and seven. Okay. Yeah. So, which is about seventy-fourth of the one hundred and thirty-one national teams last year. Yeah. So six and seven, which isn't bad, but when you're also three and five in the SEC, yeah, that's not
1: too great. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think I think they're going to do worse this year. They okay. start out with South Dakota and then they got Middle Tennessee. I think they could start out 2-0. They got Kansas State, Memphis, Vanderbilt. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't see them winning the Kansas State game. I'm going to pick Memphis over them. Yeah. Vanderbilt Missouri, they could win that one. Yeah. Um, LSU Missouri though, yeah. Then you just got. I mean, their schedule just LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Florida, and Arkansas. I can see yeah, they they're... don't win a single game past week. Um, was that week five? Yeah,
0: yeah. It would be. It. Would, it yeah, no, their schedule is going to destroy them in the back half. Yeah, for sure. So, where would you put them in the in the tier system?
1: In the tier system within the SEC, I'm good with the the bottom tier. I don't see mm-hmm. them them going high at towards the
0: top at all. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Um, but let's talk about Ole Miss. Another oh, kind of interesting Miss. situation
1: because mm-hmm. they have
0: Jackson Dart, who originally played for USC, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Transferred there, and then they also just had Spencer Sanders transfer there from Oklahoma State. But they mm-hmm. said that Jackson Dart will be the starter. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Ole Miss? I don't. I don't know. I I think Ole Miss for
1: me this year is going to be another kind of surprise for me, like Florida. Hmm. I could see them kind of surprising us and going top. To mid tier. I think okay. Jackson Dart will will uh, play well this season. Um, I think their receiving core do pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. How's their defense, though? I haven't looked a ton
0: into their defense. I am not informed enough to be able to tell you. I don't okay. know enough about Will Miss and their, their squad right now. Yeah. I need to look more into that. But I agree. I think Jackson Dart's going to have a good season. Um, However, I worry that if Ole Miss doesn't have a great season, that Lane Kiffin might be on the hot seat.
1: He could. They have had a couple. Were they? Did they even finish? They didn't finish ranked last year, did they? The I don't 25. believe that
0: they did. Yeah.
1: I feel like uh, they're always that team who, you know, isn't expected to do crazy, and then halfway through the season, we're like, oh, my gosh.
0: They're yeah.
1: amazing, and then they just. Don't finish.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the so last they, season they they went eight and five and four and four in the SEC. Okay. So, yeah,
1: I could. let's say let, let me check out their schedule real quick. Let's see. So they start out with Mercer, Tulane, Tulane. How
0: we think Tulane's going to be good this year? I don't know, because Tulane... I mean, last year they went and they won a New Year's Six against USC, which, right. if was I can, that, that game was incredible. <laughs> so good. That was such a good game, because USC it had was. control for three and a half quarters of it, essentially. Yeah. And then Willie Fritz and Tulane just came rolling back. Mm-hmm. And that game was incredible. But we'll see. Yeah, so they got Tulane, Georgia Tech,
1: and then right into the thick of it, I got Bama, LSU, Arkansas, Auburn, and you got Vandy, Texas A&M, Georgia.
0: Yeah, man. It's a tough the schedule. SEC is
1: such a tough, a tough division to be in because I feel like
0: – SEC is just such a tough conference mm-hmm. and such a tough schedule – that it's really hard to um it's just a really hard one. I don't I don't know what to say beyond that. Yeah. It's it's hard for those those teams who are in
1: the middle because of a team I think a team like All Miss does well in the Big 12 um, mm-hmm. and even in the Big 10, but the SEC is a, just a, a
0: whole another animal. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Yeah. So um, moving on. South Carolina. What are your thoughts?
1: South Carolina. I haven't looked into South Carolina a whole lot. I need to
0: do more on them, so So you South, to enlighten me. So South Carolina still has Shane Beamer as their head coach. Uh, okay. And last season, uh, in like the back stretch of the season, they played Clemson and Tennessee. Who were both ranked in the top... They might have even been in the top five. Um, but beat them both. Yeah. So they finished 23rd in the AP poll. Um, okay. They went 8-5, and 4-4 four and four in the conference. Um, but yeah. So let me pull up the wins here. Because I don't think anybody was expecting them to do as well as they did in that back no. section of it. Yeah. Um, because it was just that incredible. Honestly. Yeah. And what Uh, did they win their bowl game? I believe that they did, but I could be wrong about that.
1: Okay, no, they who did they they end up playing? No, they lost, they lost to Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame,
0: that's yeah, that was in the Gator Bowl 45 to 38. Okay, so it was a close game, but still a loss. Mm -hmm. Yep. Interesting. So, we'll see. Because they have Spencer Rattler still, who, okay. by all marks, has done a fairly great job there. mm mm-hmm. um, But at the same time, you know, the mixing and losing and attrition and everything, it'll be interesting. Can they do what they did last season again? Especially where, you know, they continue to play Tennessee and Clemson and yeah yeah just like we said, another hard schedule <laughs> and then they so. they opened the season playing uh, North Carolina, so okay tough it's schedule. A winnable game yeah it is but definitely
1: definitely it's not a it's not a gimme
0: for sure yeah for sure, so all right uh South Carolina. What about Tennessee? You know, they had Hendon Hooker last year. Now he's in the NFL. I think. Did he get drafted? He did. I think he went in the fourth round. I'm not very good at keeping up with the draft. I'll be completely
1: honest. Let's see. Um, Lions. He went in the third round to the Lions. Okay. Um Dan Campbell has said, though, via NFL.com, that he doesn't expect Hendon Hooker to play for a, for a little while. A long time. So it's probably be a year where he just gets into the – figures out the system from the sideline, working in the preseason. Mm-hmm. But that would make sense. That's the NFL.
0: Yeah. So Tennessee, they did really well last season. Yes, they did. I think they kind
1: of surprised a lot of people last year. I don't know if everyone expected them to be as good as they were. Mm -hmm. Um, But they obviously played really well. Beat Bama, of course. Yeah. Um, And that probably, I think, one of the best games of the season last year. That that game was
0: incredible.
1: Yeah. Um, But I, uh, I expect another surprise here. I think Joe Milton. Dude's arm is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he. Yeah, I. Uh, I expect them to be in the top tier. I could. Uh, I could see them winning the SEC.
0: Yeah, but we'll just. Uh, yeah, I put them in the top tier. So. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll interesting be. to see. Especially because you know they played in the Orange Bowl against Clemson, which was actually really ironic considering both teams are orange. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, orange that was an amazing game to watch. <laughs> yes, it was because they both those, wore they should, orange.
1: I know they should have Tennessee should have worn their gray jerseys,
0: or I love their Clemson they're purple
1: or something. Yeah, yeah. those those gray um,
0: helmets or something else. Yeah, but they just took Clemson apart in yeah. the Orange Bowl. And it was fun it to did. watch. Not not that lot. I and hate on Clemson, but it was a really fun game to watch. Just Tennessee just kind of methodically take them out and yep. just... Agreed. So. All right. Uh, the next T-team tea of the SEC, Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher. Yes, sir.
1: Texas A&M, I don't know. Because on paper, I feel like they should be really good, but they just kind of seem to... Fall short of the bar every year, you know. Yeah. So I, they're starting out. Are
0: they? I thought I saw somewhere.
1: Are they starting out like ranked this year?
0: I wouldn't be surprised. They always seem to start ranked do, for some yeah. reason, and then they always seem to end unranked for some reason.
1: Yeah. They need a so, little Johnny football back.
0: Yes, if they had if they had Johnny Manziel back, they'd <laughs> probably be good again.
1: Yeah. Let's see here. Pre-season.
0: They might not be ranked, which I yeah. would be okay with and personally would rank them as. Yeah, it doesn't look like they are. I don't know why. For some reason, I thought they
1: were. But yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I like them in the
0: that mid,
1: mm-hmm. mid-tier.
0: I think in that their- they'll do better than they did last season. season. You know, mm-hmm. I think... I think Jimbo Fisher, he was expected to do really well last season, especially because of the having the best recruiting class and NIL and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then last year, they just pooped so hard yeah. on the field. It was really hard to watch yeah. them. But I think they'll pick up a little bit. I don't think that they'll necessarily be competing for um, the SEC or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I do think that they will be better. Yeah, so I agree. We'll see. We'll see. Which leaves us with the last and final team of the SEC, Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah, buddy. Who I feel like actually did surprisingly well last season.
1: Yeah, for all things considered, what they were expected to do, I would agree. Um, I don't know. I don't see them doing anything special this year.
0: Yeah, but... I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Maybe they keep improving, and... They keep improving, and that's basically all I've got. Yeah, that's... Yeah,
1: I don't know a ton about them so far in preseason either, Mm so... We'll just have to see how they do.
0: Yeah. Now, last year Vanderbilt did... They did beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They had one SEC win, and that was the one. So, oh, I'm incorrect. They had two SEC wins. They beat Van, or they beat Kentucky, and they beat Florida.
1: Hmm.
0: So we'll see. I yeah. I think they'll stay about the same, or maybe get a little bit better. Yeah, I mean their schedule.
1: They're gonna get clapped in the back half of the schedule, yeah. but you they start out with Hawaii. A and M, Wake Forest, UNLV. I mean, there's a potential there to start four and zero.
0: Yeah. Why then they Alabama. go into
1: Kentucky? That I mean, Kentucky and then Missouri, they could pull
0: off another upset and beat Kentucky. I actually, looking at it, I could see them starting five and one. Yeah. Maybe drop they drop a Missouri game to right after, Yeah. Or Kentucky or Missouri. Yeah. I think Hawaii, Alabama, A and M, and UNLV should all be wins. Yeah, agreed. But, but it'll
1: all just, uh, you know, get uh, that hope will get squandered when they uh, start playing Florida that, and Georgia and Ole Miss and South Carolina and that is finish the, the season off with the Volunteers. So
0: that is the truth. Yeah. So just have to but, see what happens. Prove us wrong. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. That's the joy of college football, right? It, you never know really what's going to happen. You have some years mm-hmm. where everything's great. You have some years where everything is not great. And you have some years where you just end up with a worldwide pandemic and only like 10 teams actually compete for anything.
1: Yep, it seems. Hopefully we don't get ourselves a, another one of those. I,
0: I like agree. college football too much. <laughs> I agree 100%. Well, no. I think that's about our time for today uh carters anything you'd like to leave with before we close um i don't think so just all right
1: can't come here soon enough what do we got like 45 44 days or something like that something yeah. like that
0: yeah i can't wait
1: i know but,
0: it'll be but, here before we know it uh we're getting there we're getting there only i think six more through. saturdays so we're getting there Sounds good. we're getting there but well, until next time, uh, Carter, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Um, thank you for having me. A- appreciate it. Uh, my name is John. This has been college football for 411 college football. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.